0: blimey white text friend thank you just as i took a massive gulp of drink uh thank you very much hey it's 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 the it's your boys and girls <laughs> from Knights of evening star oh boy time for some dungeons and dragons i'm the dungeon master that's me mark hughes oh as Mark yeah We're, it's that kind great. of is that kind of week? Is that kind of day? Oh, that uh, good. Ooh, it's uh, good. I'm I'm joined by these wonderful people. They're my friends.
1: No, no. no. Go, and, go back. Go back to him. This, this is all him. <laughs> no,
0: no, no. Absolutely not. Uh, I'm joined by Nate Sharp, Mika Burton, Jonathan Indovino, a.k.a. Shady Penguin, and the wonderful Anna Prosser as well. Thank you very much for joining me today, everybody, uh, to play silly make believe, but there's rules um, as we <laughs> uh, described the earlier.
2: Somebody very important. This guy, this, <laughs> this guy,
0: this
2: yeah. guy right here, <laughs> he's really just watching right over your shoulder, isn't he? He's,
0: he's a beautiful boy, and I
2: love yeah.
0: him. <laughs> yeah, take him home, uh, steal him away. Uh, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful bears aside, uh, we're going to be playing that sweet, sweet D&D that you like because you're watching on the DD Twitch channel, so you probably like DD. Uh, that's what we're going to do. This is a campaign set in the lands of Cormier, uh, which is part of the Forgotten Realms, and, of- and often uh, mis- misforgotten, uh, or perhaps not as-, as explored part of the Forgotten Realms. It's full of knights and wizards and all of that good stuff, um, and dragons, and that's a big thing that's going on right now uh, in our campaign uh the players and uh basically the nobles of a small kingdom or a small uh territory we should call it really because cormier itself is a kingdom uh and our players are the kind of rulers or advisors of a small territory called evening star uh and that's going to be particularly important because i think today's going to be one of those ones where we do a bit of uh territory management settlement management um and we go through some of the cool things uh and do some cool stuff that's, uh, yep.
2: Speaking of cool stuff, Shady's wearing a Kingdom Hearts shirt today, so.
3: When you walk sorry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was really important to point sorry, out, is, so. Thank you. Is
0: it, you I know. thought Utada Hikaru was just in the voice mm. chat with us. Right? Crazy. Is she, crazy? Yeah. Is she yeah, here? Did she, did she join our Zoom? I think uh. we got like a cross cross signal or something. Someone's Spotify <laughs> was, you know, leaking into our audio there for a second, I think. Um, uh, don't shut <laughs> us down, Hasbro please <laughs> <laughs> i'll go it's fine it's my okay. fault <laughs> sorry shady that's it you can't yeah you're done you're done uh, there's there's only one person that can sing that song and it's not you i'm sorry uh anyway it's a full recap yes yeah, <laughs> don't i don't uh i'm not going to attempt it i was going to attempt the voice to try and sing it i'm not going to i changed my mind very rapidly um the night's evening start would you like a recap on what happened last time unless there's nothing nah, else i need to talk it. about <laughs> let's just, just go
3: into just oh,
0: the yolo, that's yolo in i'm that would be good nate i would do that but the audience i've got to think of them and i've got to put them first so i know yeah. <laughs> while everyone enjoys their snacks i will read a short recap after fending off a surprise attack by strange dragon-esque creatures, the party spent time reflecting on the revelations brought to light by Willow Song, a daughter of the ancient and mystical green dragon Shadowbriar. Song has forged a bond with Tarkul that ties their life force together and shares her magical abilities with him, though she's currently magically bound in her humanoid form. She also revealed that her mother, Shadowbriar, has been manipulating and planning revenge against the nation of Cormyr for centuries. Eager to reclaim what she perceives as her land and take vengeance for the slaughtered dragons that follow that, that followed the purple worm Thalmaglore. a fragile alliance between willowsong and evening star has been forged though personal relationships appear to be quite shattered calling upon the dragonborn wizard meridonis for assistance azara begins to search her way to break the bond between willowsong and tackle uh and that was pretty much that's pretty much us that's where we are at and uh, yeah this is going to be one of those sessions I was kind of talking to the team a little bit before before we started doing the episode. Um, I think that one thing I would like to do today is do another one of the kingdom turns. So this is like we did this at the very start of season four, where we kind of go through some of the more mechanical things of running the town, seeing if there's random events that get generated, kind of rolling some dice to see like the income you generate, uh, to see how happy your your people are and stuff like that. I also have some opportunities to present to you by the various npcs Um, and then it's also just going to be an opportunity to cover any bits that we didn't get to cover last time any kind of scenes or role play bits um that you guys didn't go over as well as i would like by the end of this session to know what your next moves are what you would like to do uh what adventures you would like to go on or what you would like to accomplish uh yay Yay. yes indeed very yay (laughs) yay um, All right, thanks.
2: May I ask a question to my fellow kingdom territory livers? Mm-hmm. Especially since we're talking about leveling up. I think in this next kingdom turn, if we continue to fortify our defenses, we're getting even closer to that to that quest. I'm just looking at the rule yes. twenty page. Because right yes. now we have stone walls.
0: You have wooden walls. Uh, wooden walls. Mm-hmm. So right yeah. now so we need
2: just, to do the stone walls and then do the garrison. So
0: we're yes. three. We're uh, two more turns away. The garrison would make walls cheaper as well. To give people some context, right. if you were jumping in, if you didn't catch the particular episode where we went over this, uh, I've introduced a system where I give the party these very clear quests. Rather than tracking XP or doing purely milestone, what I've done is um, completing things like specific quests or building up the town in certain ways, fulfilling certain uh, requests, provides... Basically a quarter of a level up. Um, the party already had one from completing a quest they had before. I also forgot to mention this, but you did also get a quarter level up from fighting off the draconian forces that threatened uh, Evening Star and, and the assassin that was sent after Tarkal and Willow Song. That's another quarter. So you currently have a half of a level level up. Um, So two more, and you will be able to to get that level up as well. And yeah, you have a couple of like what we've called kingdom quests, which are like you know things like if you build a certain you know number of buildings, or if you complete a certain number of tasks in the kingdom, that will get you a a quarter level up. And then there are also some more traditional D and D ones as well. We have this kind of floating tower that your scouts have spotted and seems to be of interest to like a band of orcs that are trying to investigate it or build up to it. Uh, there is also an abandoned silver mine um, just beyond your uh, town's reaches. Uh, and then there's going to be a couple of personal ones as well. Uh, there's a, a couple of little ones. I've certainly given one, I think, to Agnes so far. And I am working on some more for the others as well. Um, I need to put that in, Anna. I'm sorry, I haven't actually written that into Roll20 yet, but I will. Thanks. <laughs> um, I was updating a bunch of other stuff. Um, but yeah, so that's it. So any, any questions or any things that you would like to do? Uh, first of all, like, are there any, like, RP bits or, like, any any things that you want your characters to be up to and doing before we do the more mechanical stuff? Hmm. Well, I feel
4: like we left things with, like, Tarkal is just heartbroken. mm mm-hmm. And we're all kind of like, well, we told you so, but we're sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was that. I think that's a good summary of the last yeah. episode. I think, yeah, I think that that kind of wraps it up quite well. um And there was a few more things like you definitely you found out quite a lot of information about uh, Willow Song and Shadow briar Like she seems to be being quite forthright, and she certainly promised to try and aid Evening Star as much as possible. There is this kind of like awkward where we kind of have to be friends with her right now because she's kind of tied to Tarkel's life force um but she could potentially be a useful ally if she can be trusted um also
4: she could just wreck our town if we make her mad
0: Well at the moment she couldn't because she's currently locked to a humanoid form so sure. you know if she can break that though maybe um she's currently currently limited in what she can do um but yeah uh that is pretty much the up to date element of but it But I all.
4: I in Uh, interrupted shady and Shady's the one that probably has the most
0: yes to say no i don't have that much
3: um i would say that after the evening with uh, Mm. agnes um and just kind of being siblings i would i mean obviously tarko is heartbroken i will not deny that (laughs) but i think he he definitely he's moving more towards a state of like dead ship like you know, like in Princess. Okay, so you know in Princess Bride when uh, Wes is mostly dead. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Tarkle is mostly alive. So Aww. he, but he's, but he's not. He's not all alive. I would say that would be a good way to define the way that he's probably carrying himself over the next month. Mm. Um, since the kingdom phases are, you, are
0: kingdom phases normally once a month it's about a month yeah it's okay, about a month. So and, and that the that thing it, is is we can still jump in and do scenes here and there yes. like if there are things you guys want to do but it, it the, the the mechanical stuff represents like a month of building things and things like that yeah so i would say going into that at the very least
3: like from this point he's pretty much half half dead or half alive um and yeah but that he's he's just gonna be somber boy for a little bit okay Aww.
4: nice um During that month, Agnes would want to um, do something to, like, congratulate or reward or thank Aaron because he did a really good job being the town crier and Mm -hmm. helping to, like, save everyone everyone when we were getting attacked. Mm -hmm. So probably some sort of, like, award ceremony in front of the town or something. Cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah, What does that look like? Like, would would Agnes take it on herself to organize this and sort of rally everyone together and, and things like that? I think Would you dip into the treasury to, like, buy something special, like a commemorative item or have something made for Aaron? Or
4: I guess I would consult Azara and be like, we have all these people that are kind of important figures now and we need some way to decorate them. Do we do medals? Do we do pins? Do we do gifts? What
2: do we do? Um, DM. Yes? Azara has uh, been in courts before. What, mm-hmm. what is the normal, regular thing in Cormier that are bestowed upon people <clears throat> who have done great things?
0: swords generally i think like mm. a, you know like a, a, okay. a gift of like a, a, a like a, a custom made sword is like you know that would definitely be for more of like a military like you've you've achieved something good like you've you've won a great battle or you defeated mm. a powerful creature or you did something like that would normally mm-hmm. be a sword if it was maybe something like a mage uh, it might be a staff or a wand it would be yeah. some sort of weapon for a war wizard for for things like artisans i don't know if azara would have been too familiar with that Um, maybe, like, a tool or something like that that they would use would have, like, a specially made one, something that is actually functional. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I think that there is, like, an element of decorative, like, uh, not necessarily, like, medals, I would say, but maybe some sort of, like, crest or emblem, something that they would have in their home to, like, show off that they did this amazing thing. Maybe, like, a shield, like, with some sort of, like, inscription or or design or something like that could be made. Um, but it would hmm. be more of a decorative shield rather than like an actual like you know, thing to use in combat. It would be something that like, you would hang up on a wall or like a plaque almost.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I think Azar would impart most of this information to Agnes and would say, well, in the case of our young town crier, I feel that a sword may get him into trouble. I don't think a staff would be very safe in his hands, but perhaps a nice decorative shield or a pin he can wear to show that he is the pride of evening star
4: yeah i do we we don't have a like a crest do we I guess we have a a family like a crown silver crest,
0: yeah, yeah the cr- crown silver does, but evening star isn 't necessarily crown silver lands, like evening star yeah. is is a new thing like it it was specifically given to you both because your you know your family have their own estate and they have their own lands. Evening Star was specifically given to you guys because you're young nobles and this is meant to be something new. It's like well, not quite a noble house. It's like, a, you know, this is like land. This is like a yeah. new region, right? So, yeah, currently you do have the crown silver logo. I'm going to Google what that is. Uh, but I think that it would be more apt for there to be some sort of emblem for Evening Star. Um, and that's that's definitely a, a good thing for you guys to, to have a think about.
4: Agnes is very much in excited arts and crafts mode now, so Mm -hmm. she's going to go to, like, who, because the blacksmith would, like, make it, but we need, like, someone to design it. Maybe, maybe I would ask Azara, does, does Sarah Lee know much about, like, designing a crest for a place? Does she know who we
2: should ask? Sarahly may not have artistic ability but she does have research ability so i would be happy to ask her to look into someone we may commission for such a design cool
4: and then i think yep. once that is made then agnes would like make a big deal out of bestowing the first honorary evening star crest of honor to aaron mm. and it's like a, a like a emblem he can wear or like a you know brooch that fashion fastens a cloak or something like
0: that <clears throat> yeah i think um so a couple of things the first thing i'm going to say and this is more for for uh, anna and shady uh the crown silver emblem i can tell you what it is uh it is three crowns skewered by a downward pointing sword on a dusky blue field so it's like three crowns on top of each other sword going through them on blue is the crown silver emblem that's cool um <clears throat> in terms it. of yeah, obviously. It's blue. There's swords. Yes. There's crowns. But I have green.
3: a I have an idea for, for Evening Star's Crest, and it's very basic, but I'm going to throw it out there and embarrass myself. I like the idea of, like, uh, you know how, like, when the sun sets, you have the flat plane and then half the sun?
4: Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like,
3: evening, and then inside of it is, like, a star. So it looks like a it's like a, a semicircle with a star in it. Like, whatever star
0: every, everyone likes. Would you um, as a possibility. I like that. Do you think that there's a color like that you would associate with the Evening Star so far? I, I even if Tarkle wasn't
3: depressed, even Shady would also be like Anna, help or or Agnes help, <laughs> way. Agnes, so help. Yeah. yeah, Agnes Anna. Uh,
4: anyway. well, Agnes tends toward warm colors personally, hmm. but she's trying to think of like the colors of the group of people that have made Evening Star what it is. So Azara definitely has, like, a blue thing going on. Clive has a, I mean, brown thing going on? What's Clive's color?
0: Beige.
1: <laughs> yeah, Clive Clive doesn't necessarily think about these
3: things.
4: <laughs> and then Tarkal, I would say, like, green, probably?
3: Yeah, I would say so. I think also, Clive, I would, like... Even though I think his his uh, appearance is, like, brown, I feel like his personality is loud, like mm, a red. Like, like red,
4: like a long, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that.
0: For so um, maybe... For Clive... Oh, right. go on, Anna. No, yeah, I was go just going to say, for, for Clive, Um, I just looked something up for you, Nate. Uh, lions can see color, uh, but they do have less uh, cones than than humans do. Uh, they they can see... Duh, 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 duh. Lions have fewer cones, so see less color... Uh, so, yeah, you would probably, like, every color that you see is, like, much more diluted and faded, right? So, like, when they're talking about things, like, maybe a lot of the colors, like, Tarkle's green and the Zara's blue kind of would probably look a little bit the same to Clive. Like, you can't quite tell a lot of the hues apart kind of thing. So, it'd just be, like, ah, brown. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, Sorry,
4: maybe, maybe something like that is worked into the star. Like, each of the points has, like maybe a gradient of color or something like that.
0: Yeah, I think so to kind of add a bit of RP to it, I think that Sara Lee works with Dusk. Uh, Sara Lee looks up a lot of the research, the historical like crests of Cormier and like the family nobles and the, you know, like the heraldry that you would get, like, you know, England, like we can have heraldry and things. Um, And I think that she would do a lot of that. And then she would like go to Dusk and Dusk would like start looking for an artist or somebody to to come by Um, and just, an, an NPC that sends up uh, after a few days, a uh, a gnomish, um, I, I would say probably quite uh, like a gentleman, uh, dresses almost like a dandy with a sort of like very lovely crevasse, uh, cravat, tailored sort of like waistcoat, little rod sort of you know walking stick tucked under his arms, very fine, thin silver moustache, slicked back silver hair. Uh, he arrives at evening at the keep at Starwatch Keep, um, and Dusk introduces him as. Uh Severe, uh S-I-V-I-R, Severe. Uh, Mr. Severe, uh, who is an artist who resides in Suzale and has heard that Evening Star, you know, after the feelers got put out, is looking for someone to help design a crest. Um, and Severe is just like, ah, yes, yes, you seem to me as the, 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 the young nobles looking for an artist to help you with your 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 crest, yes? I am Mr. Severe.
4: I am Pleased to meet you, Mr. Sevilla. Uh, we, this this is a very important business. This is something that will Absolutely. echo through generations. And Indeed, I, quite.
0: a Crest of uh, a royal and noble family and Cormier is quite the important matter. Yes, indeed. That is why I have come. I am quite a, an established artiste, uh, and I thought to bring my artistic skill to your aid, of course.
4: Agnes is a little intimidated. I don't think she's much of an artist. But she wishes mm. she was, so she's trying to like be like, ah, yes, artistic term, mm-hmm, yes, uh-huh, and uh, but sits down with him and kind of like talks through what she's learned from Sarah Lee and the mm. the pieces that she wants to include from everyone else, and just says like, how soon do you think you can have an idea?
0: Well, I think that your the Lord Crown seal of his idea of the setting sun with a star is quite a. Uh, it has a good aesthetic to it. It is very indicative of, of your, your group. Are there any... Uh, one thing that is quite common in Cormier, especially in crests and heraldry, do you do you associate any certain um, legendary beasts or monsters? Uh, the griffon, the unicorn, the dragon, of course. Uh, all of these can have quite potent meanings, uh, you see, in, in heraldry and crests. And also, uh, colour-wise, a uh, gradient is certainly possible for finer garments and banners uh, i could weave you almost an illusory banner that would shift in colors and hues but of course this is difficult to replicate for your more common citizens uh such paints and, and things a matter we could perhaps go for a more prismatic but it can be quite chaotic uh to go from red and blue and green and and he looks at clive brown. uh, (laughs) It is not necessarily a package, uh, but it is certainly doable if you wish. Uh, We could perhaps divide it into, uh, for the more sort of common folk, we could have uh, sections behind the the setting sun, perhaps, uh, divided into segments, perhaps each colored uh, as you so wish. Uh, And then for your own banner, as I mentioned, I could provide a magical, illusory banner that would shift and and merge and blend between the three, between the four. Brown, I do not consider too much of a, an actual color, but I can fit it in.
4: <laughs> well, if it's a if it's a setting sun, perhaps the sky is a deep blue. The sun mm-hmm. is orange. The horizon is green. And then, if we use red instead of brown for Clive, which I don't think he cares about the difference, maybe. That could be That would certainly limit us to
0: three colours: blue, blue, red, and green, the primary colours. It would be a very bold banner. Uh, it would certainly be very colourful. It is possible. Yes, we could have the star as red, perhaps. Uh, the sun. Oh, sorry. The sun is red. The star is blue, and the horizon is green, as you mentioned, the skies. Uh, or perhaps the star white for the evening star. Perhaps we could keep that oh, as a white uh, I like as a central that. focus. Okay, mm-hmm. well, well that's certainly possible, my lady, yes. Um, I can have something designed for you, and, and I will see to uh, the appropriate uh, creation of tailored items and also to perhaps painting this icon on some of the buildings here in town, if any townsfolk would require it upon their signage and things like that. Um, and if you have certain jewelries that you wish to make for this this boy, this gift that you wish, I can certainly uh, endeavour that. Um, for a small fee of... Uh, 200 gold, shall we say, and, and my services for this design would be uh, most sporific. And I will also include uh, official documentation to be taken back to Suzail, so that Evening Star's crest can be formally recorded in the annals of Cormier. Uh
4: As soon as he says 200 gold, Agnes, like, glances at Azara and sees her eyes widen, and she's like, what? Azara handles... Those types of negotiations usually. But Agnes, as he had been talking, it just occurred to her you, you mentioned beasts associated with this place. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Tresim have lived in this place for a long time. Oh that's and- Tresim, yes, of course you know she kind of looks i'm assuming everyone's kind of sitting around maybe not actively participating but at least around and kind of looks to everyone for approval like she knows she's the biggest tressum fan but like are we all cool
0: with
2: tressum zara saw this coming so just just nods not even looking she's like i need this
0: a pair of slender winged felines around the crest mm-hmm. uh, kind of framing it perhaps mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. holding it up as if it were a banner or a tapestry uh, very very elegant I do like this very much um, and perhaps we could have them would you prefer a gold or a silver for a sort of metallic accent gold gold it shall be gold it shall be uh, indeed master severe's Skills are at your disposal for a small fee, just a small fee.
4: Agnes will kind of uh, bring Azara over and be like, "Azara, this talented artist uh, has quoted us a fee of two hundred gold for you know." She lists all the things, registering it, all the banners, all that stuff. Do you feel that's an appropriate uh, arrangement,
2: uh, Mr. DM? What what is what? How much we got in the
0: bank? <laughs> Uh, You currently have in your treasury, I will move you over to the kingdom page, in fact, uh, you have 5,265 gold in your current treasury.
2: All right, Azara will sigh and say, as this will be added to the records in Suzale, 200 gold seems... Appropriate, and
0: she like shudders a little bit. So much money. My lady, I assure you that it is quite worth the cost. My my knowledge and my skills are known throughout Corme. It will be beautiful, marvelous, splendor for us. uh and I will see to it immediately. Uh, very good. And he sort of claps his hands uh, and then just goes to leave, <laughs> like, awesome. having agreed payment. Uh, but he will he will be back for his payment. But uh, yeah. So do you want me to mark that off your treasury uh, amount?
4: Yeah. Yeah. Thank
0: you. All right. Thank you. Okay. And uh, I can't wait to see people who are of that cool banner. <laughs> right. I know. That's
4: we why should, I should... don't want to be too detailed because I want to see what people come up with. People
0: come up with. But yeah. I think, like, yeah, see what people come up with and and, and it. But I, I think that that's got all the the best elements, right? Mm-hmm. Of like uh, everything kind of mixed in. Okay. Cool. Uh, Clive, uh, Mika, anything? You guys? Zara, anything? You guys wanted to do just before we kind of get more into the mechanical nitty gritties?
1: Yeah, I'm still going to be uh, working on the wall that I'm making mm-hmm. by hand.
0: Okay, the wall, the, the hand wall right. just outside the keep. Yeah, the little tiny one.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, how's that going? Cool. How's it looking?
0: Um, I mean, how much time per day does Clive put into this wall? Like, is this he does it for an hour, gets bored, goes off and do something, does something else? Or is this like he is like dedicated, you know, hand building this wall each day?
1: Well, the importance of a den cannot be stressed enough. However, okay. uh Clive is also a fighter, not a contractor. So yep. I'm assuming it won't instantly go well.
0: So, okay, nice. I don't know if you so, want
1: me to roll to see how, how well I build.
0: Make a make a intelligence check, I think. Uh oh because I think that wall building is quite an arch- architectural quite skill. I think it's quite an intellectual thing to plan and build a wall. There's certainly a f- the physical element to it isn't in question. Clive can handle the physical side of things. It's a, the actual engineering.
1: The strong three.
0: yeah, <laughs> strong three. I think what there is is, you know, after a few days of like gathering rocks and like going to the quarry and taking rocks that, you know, people seem to be leaving out and not paying any attention to, uh, there is outside, sort of in one corner along the wooden barricade, there is uh, a very small, um, very ramshackle pile of rocks. To every, everybody else, it would probably look like a pile of rocks, like slowly extending across the wooden wall. Uh, but to Clive, it is it is the stone wall. It is the warden wall. Um, there would probably uh, be a
1: point where he's just kind of looking at it, like hands on his hips, like... I st- it's uh, it could be going bad.
0: <laughs> you hear like a whistle from above, and you see walking along the newly constructed wooden walls, you see the blacksmith donk wobble. Um, and uh, you just hear a like, I seen better, clonk, and then makes like a loud dong sound. Same. <laughs> Um, but I think that at some point uh if the if the actual stone wall begins construction, uh, a small plaque can be erected. Uh, that just on on Clive's pile of rocks, which is the warden's wall, and that's like his Aww. section of it that they An build monument. into it. <laughs> a little monument to Clive's yeah. efforts. Because like I think little like little all of the people of Evening Star sign. would see you building this thing like in every day you come out and just pile rocks up and like slowly <laughs> extend it. Um and I think people would see you doing it. And the the thought is appreciated for sure.
1: That's what matters, I hope.
0: <laughs> uh Azara, um, anything you go wanted to get up to?
2: I don't know if it's specifically get up to, but I do know that after the conversation with uh, Willow Song, Azara is blatantly um, avoiding her, lest she not be tempted or swindled into another conversation about power and bullshit. Um, And I also Mm -hmm. think that feeling now slightly guilty of even like, not even being swayed by her words, but like being interested. Yeah. Having Mm -hmm. a temptation, like, not outright to the point that Tarko would, like, notice, but, like, Azara would, like, try and do things for him. Like, be way nicer and be a little more helpful. Like, if he was, like, out exploring, there would be, like, a mug of tea by the door when he comes back with, like, no note and, like, not from anybody. But just, like, you know, feeling a little bad.
0: Yeah, anonymous gifts of kindness sort of uh, from Azara.
2: But she would um, never admit nice. that it's her.
0: Yeah, nice. I think that... um Despite trying to your best to ignore her, there is at least like one brief period where uh, Willow Song specifically seeks you out, uh, uh, and that is uh, she kind of comes to you maybe sort of on an afternoon, and it's nothing sinister. She kind of approaches you whilst you're like getting food or like you're gathering tea or or making tea maybe for charcoal. Um and she just sort of like you know in her way sort of looms and then kind of approaches you. Magister Azar, I don't wish to trouble you for too long, but you mentioned something a few days ago that I wanted to know if you truly meant. You spoke of something about a, a position on Evening Star aiding with subterfuge and diplomacy. Is that still something you would like to pursue with?
2: Azar just kind of sighs, like puts down her tea, but doesn't make eye contact with Willow Song. Mm-hmm. Depending on how, first and foremost, Tarkal feels about you continuing to aid Evening Star, I know that it is something that we, as a growing territory, are lacking. Not that I'm happy about having you join our council, nor would you have any input towards anything political or otherwise, but your skills, I hate to admit, could be useful.
0: I want to help, Evening Star, and I do appreciate your trepidations, of course. I understand. I think we both understand that there is a great lesson in keeping enemies close, uh, as well as friends sometimes. But yes, I wish to help. And of course it depends on Taco. I just wanted to confirm it was something that caught me, I must admit, a little off guard that you would recommend me for such a position. You have always been quite a staunch... Hmm. Uh, opposition shall we say with my presence here so i was surprised but if you feel my skills are certainly yours to be used if required and with that she just sort of goes to leave
2: Zara are just kind of like glares at her as she as she walks away,
0: <laughs> S- <slurr>. <laughs> <laughs> away. nice um uh, just before we get into the mechanical stuff, a couple of one thing that I wanted to do RP-wise uh, was have uh, old poor. Uh, in fact, actually, no, because Agnes, we never finished on the idea. So you you had the the pin. You wanted to get a pin commissioned for. Mm um aaron didn't you but did you is so the ceremony is this going to be like a thing like in the town like is this like a Mm -hmm. festival where like everyone's invited to like is this like a kind of you know a ceremony kind of thing or what's this what's this look like actually i want to jump in on that before
4: does the town already have any like because you know we just spent a lot of money we're 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 a growing town i don't want to like you know throw a feast and empty out our treasury but if the mm. town already has like oh they do a, a seasonal fair or something like mm. that or like you know some sort of town tradition if so Agnes- one that
0: already existed before you guys got here not one that yeah. you want to invent you want to kind of build on one that already exists mm-hmm. i think i think dusk would probably speak to you about that and he'd be like well my lady you know it's it's a small festival actually wouldn't cost us too much money the people of evening star We don't have any resident nobility. We don't have any resident high, wealthy merchants. The people here are pretty simple folk. You know, we get in some good ale, some good wine, some good food. Uh, We can have something celebrated just within the natural environment. We don't have to build anything. Um, There is a beautiful pond just north of of Evening Star. Perhaps we could have something there. In terms of local traditions, um, you know, being a farming community, anything around... The harvest or springtime uh, is obviously always a, a big uh, a big matter for the people here. Um, there's not much religion in Evening Star anymore. People here used to worship Chonte, uh, who is an agricultural goddess, but it's sort of fallen to the wayside. So they don't really have many like, festival days anymore. Um, but we could certainly plan something around uh, an upcoming solstice uh, or a, a harvest or uh, something along those lines. Or, of course, I think the people here would be quite receptive to new traditions. I think that they see that you and Lord Groundsilver coming here as a new beginning for Evening Star, um, And, you know, there could be ways of celebrating that as well. Uh, you know, the victory against the the dragons is a... Uh, most of these people have never seen anything like that before. That itself could be a thing that we celebrate in a year's time, the victory of evening star over these over these draconic invaders. Um,
4: what time of year is it right now?
0: This is uh, as I was doing all of this, I was racking my brains because I was trying to remember what I've already covered in like previous episodes. So I'm probably going to throw off the timeline, if you will. Mm. I think we can basically decide like, we can say it's the end of spring and it's now summertime um but that might not if that doesn't mesh up with stuff i've said before ignore all the stuff i said before and that's what time it is now um <laughs> audience because they're the ones who will check this stuff yes <laughs> so um I, yeah what, what i mean do you have a, a time in mind like do you would it mean would you like it to be autumn or summer or you know
4: i, like I think we'd you. say
0: not winter because it's like that would obviously be very different for the people here i think
4: I actually like the idea of putting it somewhere that they wouldn't already be celebrating, like they wouldn't be celebrating the harvest. Mm. Or so, if it is turning to summer, like summer, yeah, yeah, maybe it's like the summer festival, the summer victory festival, or I, I don't mm. like this victory festival, but something that does commemorate like the defense of Evening Star. Um,
0: yeah. Maybe a so, um anybody watching has like suggestions for like a festival day name or something like that they can send those to us or something but yeah we can just have like a yeah like a festival to celebrate the victory right and this is going to be the first occasion of it it's going to become a thing in the town that's a known date and as part of this festival you're going to give aaron this this pin and basically celebrate you know his part in all of this and Mm -hmm. it's also a good excuse to like you know call out like other like the soldiers and things like that and make a big song and dance out of the victory right right um Let me throw down a note uh, that we've made this festival.
4: Yeah, she loves the the festival idea. Niski, come here.
0: Uh, Over the dragon forces. Uh, Also, we had the heraldry designed... Okay, cool, yeah, so I think that there's a beautiful ceremony, like all the village comes out like this is early summer, so it's like just the the end of spring, early summer, it's not quite you know baking hot yet, um but everyone's in good good the, the weather is good, everyone's in a good mood, um dusk maybe like takes a very small amount of money from the treasury um like maybe like fifty gold just to like buy wine and beer and food and things like that, obviously at your approval um but the you know this is enough. For the, to be a celebration for the most of the kind of like folks of evening star right there's bunting that's like laid out in the new colors of evening star the emblem is shown off you know that's part of it right like and yeah. also we've now got this beautiful emblem um you know town bunting and the colors is erected yeah it's like a big town spirit event and you pull aaron up onto like a hastily built uh, wooden barricades, and like you present him with a pin. He is just crying, but he's trying desperately not to. So it's just like, <laughs> it's just like trying to suck the tears back up into his eyes. Um, oh, Aaron. His mother is like in the front row, just in tears. Uh, like his, his dad boy. is like, you could yeah, it's like a proper like, it's my boy. Susan's just like, it's my boy. He's a brave boy. Um, and yeah, it's like a very wholesome moment for Evening Star, right? This this new festival and. Aaron being crowned and uh... I love that
4: adjacent to our game there's a complete coming of age story for this little Aaron, this random
0: like, idiot that was Like a, The story an might be about
4: him, actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, he's certainly, you know, he's developing. He's been training under Clive and, and um, Elissa and the soldiers and things like that as well. Like, obviously, not as a formal soldier, but he's being received squire's training. Um, and now, as the town crier, uh, he wears like a pin. You can see that his mum has like made him like new clothes. And it's like they're an attempt to be like nice, fancy clothes, but they're all quite homemade and the sewing's a bit rough on them the the lining is like this weird cheap paisley fabric that they've found um instead of like this plush like velvet and stuff but it's you know it's it's a big thing and like the family as well and then the deli and you know this whole you know thing becomes like a bigger event kind of thing Aww. which is nice i like that sweet yeah um uh yeah and to, and so with that done the thing i was going to go back to is uh shady and i'm sorry i keep throwing this into you but you know
3: you no, start it's fine.
0: Uh, <laughs> um I think that there comes a point where for a couple of nights, uh, you have this spare room made, right? Because like Willow Song's been in your room and you've basically given up. Um, but there comes a point where you, you you know, maybe you're going back to your room and you see that yours is now empty. It's been made up. Uh, any presence of Willow Song has been removed um, and the doorway is left open. Um, and at the end of the corridor she's almost waiting for you. She's sort of waiting for you uh, when you, you she sees you. Um uh,
3: Tarko will, I guess, if he's walking and he notices his room is unwillow
0: song, yeah, uh, he would yeah. look to her and be like, Are you all done in there? It was, uh, I should not have kept it for as long as I did, but I needed to find somewhere a bit more, uh, suitable. I didn't want to cause you any more discomfort. I know that my presence is difficult right now can we speak i would like to speak with you if only briefly yeah we can talk Uh, where would you like to speak out on the walls or
3: here no let's um let's go to the courtyard
0: all right whatever is whatever makes you more comfortable and she'll just follow you. Um, and when you kind of get to a space that you're comfortable with, uh, she she looks at you, and there's definitely the sort of um, it, it's you found it a lot harder to read her since this kind of like revelation, um, still being very closely guarded uh, with her body language. Um, but she will turn to you and say, "I I, I understand that my lies hurt you, uh, and I am." I am genuinely sorry, Tarko. I I, I want you to know that it, I am sorry for that. Uh, I know you don't like this version of me. It, would you prefer me to go back to the way I was? Would you prefer me to to act the way I was before? Would you Would you like me to be someone different? Is, no. Is it my... No. Don't Don't be someone
3: different. Who you Who you were? She's She's gone
0: for a reason. Um. Yeah, yes, it, it was a part in a sense but it was not all lies. Tarkel. I I I need you to understand that it was not all deception. It, it, even this body is is not a it is not an illusion. It is me. It is just a, a different version of myself and and the person you met there was a lot of myself mixed in perhaps a bit more naive, a bit more innocent, a bit more helpless but much of it was still myself, my love of the earth, my love of the world around us, those quiet moments in the woods, that was all very real. And I know that, I know that deceiving you, and I know that you feel that I have lured you into this bond between us, but I don't want there to be this, this gap. What, what do I need to do to fix this? How, how What do you want me to do to, to make this right?
3: I think if they were walking and talking, like they got to a point, mm-hmm. in the courtyard, and they were standing there, Tarkle would actively sit on the ground and like arms on knees, like, uh, <laughs> like <laughs> no, no, like 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 this, like not
0: like just like yeah, okay. casual, but just like sad, very casual, okay, yeah, yeah, casual. Yeah, she probably sits on the ground as well. Like she doesn't even think yeah. about it. Like she just sort of like sits down, legs to the side, kind of thing. I I don't know if
3: what you've done can be fixed obviously you are you're very different than i you 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 think it is okay that this is just a form for you but well uh, man's heart is different than that i i, I don't, don't understand I, I, I... yeah i i understand i i it makes sense that
0: you don't understand but i can offer you so much you could i am not just a mere woman i i am i'm am so much more than that you you could have anything together we could accomplish anything don't you want that don't you i i will tell you this Tarkle. i have not revealed my true self to anyone before in centuries no man has ever seen my true form but i showed that to you that that means something to me i've risked so much. Please tell me you understand that, at least.
3: No, I I do. I understand that you... I know that you are risking a lot. Obviously, defying your mother, too. That is a clear message, signal, that you, you may have hurt me and you may have deceived me, but it was not out of ill intent. It was how you thought you needed to do things. I I
0: accept no, that. Not just that, Tarkil. Just revealing who i want i truly am there have been for years men women warriors wizards would hunt my kind for our bodies for our power i've hidden myself to protect myself as well but i trust you to know that i know that you wouldn't hurt me and that is why i showed you who i was that is why i i trust you now that that level of trust that you felt in me
3: you do see that was built on deceit from you and you can maybe understand why that makes this so
0: hard there's like a long pause where you think for the first time and and when you said that you're like you don't think she did understand that like you, you think that this is a this is a being Whose very existence and like hundreds of years have been built on pretending to be something else and to use lies, and you're not you're not sure if she really realised that, like you know when this is all going down. Yeah, and I think that she goes quiet and she just says, "I'm not deceiving anyone anymore. I do want to help you, and I I do want to help Evening Star. And I'm sorry if my presence makes you unhappy." This bond between us, it's not just physical pain that I feel. I can, I feel how, how much sorrow there is in your heart. I felt it when your confidence was growing, when you felt courageous, when you felt fear, when you felt rage. I can feel all of it. And I, I know how much I've hurt you. And so if you want me to not be visible around evening star, I will do that for you if that's what you want you asked me what you could
3: do to make things right yes um tell name it if you're going to be around i would just like it to be a choice and not this forced bond i'm not saying that i don't want the powers and and the the help that you want to bring evening star and i won't say that i'm ecstatic about it but i i do still believe you that you want to help and that you you don't have ill will towards me or my friends so help 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 us figure out how to break this bond so that it is a choice
0: for you to be around i understand that very well so be it she just stands up and sort of light like looks down and says i will do what i can I think I may know something, but if that is truly what you want, if you wish this to be a choice, I will give you that choice. Thank you. She goes to leave.
3: Nice. That wasn't so bad, Mark. That was a good little, that was
0: not bad. That was awesome. (laughs) See, It's like the little, you got to do the bait and switch. You make them think (laughs) it's going to be bad, and then it's actually okay. Uh, Cool. Um, All right. So shall we do some mechanical stuff? uh with the kingdom phase yeah yeah. Uh, yeah yeah so uh let me just go over how this works again so you guys uh have the council of rule of which mo- you are all members of we have agnes and tarkle both as the nobles uh agnes being more focused on like morale tarkle being more focused on defense we also have elissa as the commander we have uh, we have Clive of the Main as the Warden, uh, both also responsible for defence. We have Dusk as the Seneschal, we have Azara as the Magister, and then we have Aaron Baker as the Town Crier as well. Um, the Kingdom phase we basically go through a bunch of stuff. There's some dice rolls involving the Kingdom stats, um, which I will read out as we go through, um, and then that's pretty much it. And then yeah, depending on the results, you can you know generate unrest, think people might be happy, there might be random events, you might make some money. You also get an opportunity to build stuff as well um, and you know buildings that's all on our roll 20 page there's a handout with all the building costs and things like that do have a think about what you want to do uh, before we roll actually there was a couple of other things dusk and Elissa both come to you when we kind of do the scene where we come to the table all the documents are laid out the map of evening star all the ledgers and everything are brought out uh, dusk and Alyssa both have two opportunities where they present two uh, things to you. Uh, dusk puts down on the table a very ornate scroll that you will recognize as the deed that vanifer braywinter gave you as part of the reward for retrieving the dark light uh and and dusk will turn around and say ah oh, my lord and lady warden magister um i've been analyzing this document this deed that you were got, that you were granted as a reward um Castle Braywinter is a very famous castle in Cormier, and the lands around it, there is even a small, uh, now ruined village, I believe you told me, uh, at the foot of where the the bridge leads to the castle. Uh, This could be an incredible opportunity for Evening Star. This, if we were to restore the castle and restore this village to a new settlement this would grow, Evening Star. No longer would it be a, sing, a simple town. It would truly be a territory of Cormyr. We would we would become a, a province uh, with multiple settlements and a castle for yourselves uh, to claim as your rightful ancestral home. Um, before we can fully utilize the land, at the moment the land neither costs us nothing. It doesn't make our dif- it doesn't increase our difficulties to running our our province. Um, but we also cannot make use of it my proposal is that we send an expedition uh to scout out the area to clear the ruins uh to survey the land see what we can possibly do what is usable what can we what how much would it cost to restore all of these things um and then once that survey is completed we will have a better idea of how best we can use these lands uh, to grow evening star Uh, to do so would cost us 500 gold and we would need to send one of our military units of a sufficient size to to protect the, the masons and the surveyors and the scouts and the craftsmen uh, whilst they analyze the area. Um, and this would take about a month to complete the expedition. Uh, and I wanted to raise that to you. We don't know what the results will be until the expedition returns, but should we do it, I think that this could be the next big step in growing Evening Star. Um, and I am going to add a uh, a brand new kingdom quest uh to you all to your sheet uh which is going to be to send an expedition to survey the ruins of castle braywinter um this doesn't give a level advancement but there will there is a mysterious mysterious rewards you don't know what you're going to get this could be you know you could find some cool stuff uh this could just be information but it is a quest nonetheless um
4: Agnes is like very excited about this and gets super stoked and wants to do it, but then is kind of like, well, I suppose before we go expanding, we should make sure the people we care for are protected. And as Azara has mentioned, perhaps defenses are our most important focus
2: right now. I think that expanding, to more of a territory than just a town is very important. But yes, before we go settling somewhere else, let's make sure our primary settlement is protected.
0: I I should make it clear to you both, um, this survey would simply be to to investigate, to determine what we would need to do to make mm. this area usable. Uh, once the survey team returns, then we will be able to know the cost of making this this uh, deed, this land usable to us. Right now, uh, it really doesn't achieve much, and if we leave the castle uninhabited for too long, it may even become uh, a lair of bandits or monsters and things like that. Um, but if we send a survey team and a military unit to investigate it, to clear it, uh, we will have a better know knowledge of what it will cost if we want to expand in the future
3: well we do know that we are safe for a bit from shadowbriar so this might be a good time to send people out
2: i mean if we can afford it we can we certainly can then let's do it wait before we say let's do it hold on um building costs how much was the garrison
0: Garrison also. is $2,800. i will also There's show you on the map. Yeah, uh, so on our there. region map, I'll show you on our region map as well. Uh, it's a significant territory around Castle Bray Winter. So it's the castle, um, some of the mountains above it, and then also there is a, a a small, there is a ruined village, which is, you know, could be, you know, what Evening Star was when you first arrived here. It would be about the same size. So, um, but yeah. Uh, so, yeah, 500 gold if you would like to do that um will also confront you and probably would actually want to speak to make sure clive has input on this one um brings forth my lords and ladies warden magister after our victory over these draconian the dragon forces i've been analyzing our troops um and i think that it, it was very clear that during the battle, our troops were perhaps a little uh, under-equipped. They haven't seen much battle, and this was their first real victory. If possible, I would love us to explore the options of upgrading uh, the equipment of our troops, maybe increasing their training, um, as well as potentially recruiting another unit, a unit of spearmen to aid us. Unfortunately, more esoteric units, mages, paladins, uh, many of the forces that would enable us to defeat, creatures like we fought before uh they will require us to have more uh shall we say uh, function functions within the town um Things like a temple would allow us to recruit units of paladins. If we were to build an academy, we would be able to create magical units who could use artillery or spells to help us fight foes. Um, if we had stables, I could I could recruit cavalry, for example. Um, we can also upgrade the troops that we currently have. Our archers are quite inexperienced. Uh, they are both, and our infantry are both lightly equipped. We could increase their their equipment and their training. Um, but until we, buy, until we build a garrison, we can't expand their size. At the moment, we are locked to the number of troops that we have. So the garrison is certainly will be a large investment for us. Uh, we fended off that attack primarily because you yourselves were there, and I feel that our enemies sent a very small force against us. If those kind of creatures were to attack us in numbers, I'm not sure we could win, even with the walls and everything else. I think that our current military numbers are, are too limited. We need to expand. Uh, I think
3: Tarko would just look over to Zara, and so we should, we should focus on the garrison, yes?
2: The garrison would also make the cost of our stone walls in the future uh, quite less. And as we are focusing on defense, and she'll look to Clive and ask his opinion, which units in the future do you think we should focus on?
1: Clive would be on board with whatever will help the stone wall.
0: <laughs> Clive <laughs> wants those walls. He mm-hmm. wants those walls. Give this man walls. So it seems um, like garrison it is. We we can certainly get that. Once we have the garrison in place, I, would really, I think we should definitely invest in hiring more troops or training or equipping ours better. Uh, likewise, if we want more magical uh, or esoteric troops, we should look at what sort of buildings we construct in the future as well. Uh, And if you see, if you find, if there are anything on your adventures that you think could help us expand our troops, I mean, Lady Agnes, I know that you have this bond with the Tresim. The Tresim, as they are, are great scouts. They did help the defense uh, here in Evening Star. If there's a way to make them better in some way or to make them more more viable for our troops... um, this sounds this may sound insane, but is there a way to make them bigger so that they could serve as mounts for our troopers perhaps or or something like that, or a way to empower them um I don't know the tres uh something that i uh, I can't command them they are they are these wild guardians that you seem to have befriended
4: Well, my first thought was to equip them. Maybe with some sort of dart mechanism or something like that, but enlarging them is certainly an option. Azara, do you think Sara Lee could uh, investigate the possibility of a an enlarged tressum force?
2: Azara just has no no response to this absurd request. Yeah. She's just kind of like, ah. <laughs> I don't. See- See why not? <laughs> sure.
0: I and mean, she a like, thing like a dart slowly mechanism. writes down a note. <laughs> yeah, like investigate, make Tresson bigger. Um, yeah. <laughs> things like a dart mechanism. I mean, we would need some sort of artificer, some sort of tinkerer, perhaps. And even then, I'm not. I'm not sure how the cats would activate such a device. But if we could find a tinkerer crazy enough to build it. Maybe that's something that we can investigate. Even things like barding, because they can fly, I'm not even sure that we could really equip them with barding. They, they're, they're, uh, in their current states, they are just cats. They're just cats with wings.
4: <laughs> Excuse me. They are more than I'm just sorry, my lady. Cats. I'm sorry, my
0: lady. They are. They, they greatly aided the defense. But in terms of their, their, their forms, their physical uh, abilities – they are limited by their beastial nature.
4: Just a little, like, cannon mounted on the
0: shoulder. Like, and then cannons mounted. Just... <laughs> they... And I'll tell you what, you find me a way that they can activate, like, this This back-mounted cannon. You design it, and we can, we can find a way it's, to make it work. It's a
4: pull string, and they have the little, like, loop around their paw, so they're flying like this, and it's over their shoulder like this, and to fire it, they pull down on it, and it goes...
0: <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, you hire a you hire a tinker, and maybe they can make that happen. Azara, um, can
4: if, I hire a tinkerer? <laughs> Azara's is just what
0: like. If, <laughs> I just want to know what Clive thinks of this plan as well. That's
4: this a good is, point.
0: This is the greatest thing I've ever heard.
4: I thought so.
0: <laughs> All right. Okay. So either find a way to make Tressin bigger, or find a way to equip Tresim with. Or both. Crossbows or cannons or both, maybe. <laughs> I mean, certainly both would be good.
2: Giant okay. Tressum with cannons sounds like an unstoppable force, personally.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: for
4: sure. We would be famous. Evening yeah, Star I would mean, be you known. certainly
0: would. Like, they would be known as, like, oh, they're that province that have got the giant flying cats with cannons on their <laughs> backs. Is, Nothing is else. there,
1: like, anything wild magic or fae I feel like I could do to help?
0: To, I, I to, think I don't even yes. think you need to make a check. I think that you would definitely know because coming from the the Feywild, the Summer Realm, and the Summer King specifically, you have fought beasts in the in the the Feywild that are the same beasts that you can find here—wolves and bears and things like that. But they are, you know, huge. They are so much bigger. They are not double, triple the size of what you find here. And there are, there's, you know, it, And you think that that is inherently fae magic? Like there might be something in the fae world. In fact, it's most more than likely that there might be something in the fae world that could make Tressim bigger, for sure, or give them like special powers, or you know, make them stronger in some way. Like that is the nature of the summer realm is to empower, to make things bigger and bolder, and that is the very nature of the fae, um, especially the summer king.
1: Follow up question. Yes. I don't know how I haven't asked this already, but can uh, I just go to
0: the Feywild? I don't think, like, you can't summon a portal here, but you know where you If you walk into the Kingswoods, you're like, yeah, I know, I know a passing into the Feywild. Like, you can just be like, yeah, I know, I know how we can get there. Easy. You just have gonna, to travel there.
1: I'm going to do that if we're just kind of doing town stuff.
0: <laughs> be right back. Going to the Feywild. You want to just do a solo solo man quest into the Feywild. And Hell what yeah. <laughs> okay, you might need to give me till next week to figure that's what fun. that's going to look like, but, like, yeah, we can absolutely do that. hundred <laughs> percent. So everyone starts you talking
1: would... about Tressums and with cannons on their back. And, and Clive's the, like, I've before, got it. <laughs> yeah, the equations show up on Clive's face and they disappear. <laughs>
0: I'll be back. No <laughs> he just leaves amazing, I love it cool, uh, yes we will definitely figure that out and Clive specifically go in there to find a way to make Tressin bigger, right, like that's his goal cool.
1: either, uh, either bigger or make them, make their cannons cooler make know, their magic like, cannons go to the fa- either find a way to make them bigger or find something to bring back, be like here put this on them
0: <laughs> yeah I've, I found magic fey bows that cats can use. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. Well, I will figure something up. I, I will think about that and something will happen. You're cool. welcome, Mark, right.
4: for these great You're... ideas.
0: <laughs> no, I love it. This is why I love Evening Is because like, you guys throw the wackiest stuff at me. Um, cool. All right, let's 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 do some boring number rolling. Uh, so the first thing part of a kingdom phase is I need somebody to make a kingdom stability roll. So this is a defense roll. Um, so either I think Tarkle or Clive should roll this one. Uh, it's a d20 plus 10. Uh, except, no, it will be a d20... Plus nine, because your unrest is currently minus one. Uh
3: do you want to roll, Clive, or do you want me to roll? I'll roll. Do it. Okay. Uh D20 plus nine. D20 plus nine. Roll.
0: Uh that
1: would be a 26.
0: Twenty-six against your kingdom of DC is a success. Uh, so once again, there are no problems in Evening Star. Basically, uh, you just—in uh, fact—you actually reduce your unrest by one. Nice. For this, uh, so I it would reset to two. So it would go. Yeah. Okay. We'll just do it as. Right. It should have been at minus two. Wouldn't have changed the effect, and then it goes back to minus one. Um, so yeah, there is no evening star is happy even with the attack by the draconian forces everything feels safe and secure you have your forces patrolling um there are no signs of like monster attacks or bandits everything for the month seems you know the people are happy everything so far seems okay that could change with a random event but generally for most of the month everything is fine Uh, The next step is we pay the kingdom cost. So the current kingdom cost is 835 gold, uh, which we just simply take straight from the treasury. Uh, So that is going to put us to 5,030. And then another, and then you take uh, 800 off that. So we go to 4,230. There we go. Uh, so that is just to pay for the current cost you're still very much in the plus no worries there uh we don't have to worry about unrest um assign leaders and declarations this is an interesting one especially with willowsong so this is where uh npcs and players can be assigned roles in the council of rule so this is where as a group you need to decide if you would like to elect willowsong as the Spy Master of evening star and it has to be has to be a group decision. Has to be a majority decision.
3: Uh, is there like a reason why she's up for that role specifically? She had said something to Azara, right? Az- Azara had thought she would be good for it.
4: She also yeah. had mentioned it, like in our the the meeting we had where we were discussing your bond and whether she was going to leave or whether she was going to stay.
0: Yeah, I mean, she she said that she she has skills and, and knowledge that could be useful to Evening Star, and then I think it was Zara said like, mm, "Yeah, like potential spy master, basically, because um, that would suit what she has shown you that she's capable of." So. Uh, I will tell you because the spy master is a role. Uh, to elect her, uh, somebody to the role of spy master costs 750 gold because they need to pay bribes, they need to hire informants. That's mm. a one-time payment to assign them to the role, and then you don't need to pay it again. But it's like, yeah, basically buying information, paying for informants, getting bribes, you know, getting information, spreading rumors, that sort of stuff. Um, but it's a one-off payment. So, would you like to do that?
4: Agnes doesn't vote until she looks at Tarkal. Like, she waits for Tarkal to vote first.
3: Yeah, if this was, like, a, an envelope slid across the table to Tarkal from, like, Azar or whoever, and then I open it and it says, Willow Song, Spymaster, he would, uh, put it down. Yeah. Mm. <sighs> um, oh,
2: no, I think Azar would have come to Tarkal, like, privately, yeah. and and would have absolutely posed this as a question and and given him the pros and cons, but... Would say, obviously, we won't elect her unless you feel comfortable.
3: No, I think it's if it's in the best interest of Evening Star that that comes first before anything else, and I I do think she means good for us.
2: And for the even though she will be elected, it's not permanent. If she crosses you in any way, her title can be revoked. And with the garrison, we will have a dungeon, and we can. Throw her in it. She kind of tries to make him laugh.
3: Yeah, you, it, I think Azara succeeds in getting a chuckle for sure. It's like a, <laughs> a dungeon for a dragon,
0: eh? Well, that sounds <laughs>
4: lovely.
0: Ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> ha ha. The name bump. of the game. <laughs> 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 Uh, cool. I think when this is brought up as part of like the meeting, uh, Dusk is just like mm, he seems to be quite impressed. Like he's sort of like mm, that's actually not a bad idea. Uh, but Elissa is just like she folds her arms. And she's like mm, I don't. I have a bad feeling about this. I don't think this is. A, I, I think that this could be. This could be dangerous. <laughs> but if that is what you wish, if that is what the the Lord and Lady and the Councilors advise, I will go along with it. But I have my reservations. Uh, I don't trust somebody that has lied to us for this long and is an evil dragon (laughs) to
2: be fair i don't think that we can find any spy master we can implicitly trust that is the nature of their job
0: i can't i can't argue with that
2: really (laughs) good point actually (laughs) she
0: just looks at you and is like you've you've got me (laughs) um cool all right well in that case i will mark off uh 750 i gotta do some maths coughs up blood (gasps) I <gasps> know oh, we've all been poisoned immediately uh, <laughs> we'll take a sip and then everyone just i'm like yeah dead. everyone's dead everyone's dead all right let me throw this on here spy master Blue song <laughs> i never my thought plant. i introduced
3: to my girlfriend that mark just wanted to make her james bond for our town
0: <laughs> yeah she's more sure. like a m now Ah, uh, you're the james bond and she's now m Uh, so uh and i think she would focus on defense for now so the spy master gets to choose what she applies her bonus to um and being a dragon it's her intelligence modifier which is a big old plus five damn she knows what she's doing she's a dragon Uh, Cool. All right. So that is paid for. That is uh, done. Um, Hexes to be claimed. So if you guys don't mind opening up roll 20, or those of you who have access to it, at least it doesn't need to be everybody. But you currently have... um, So there's a couple of things here. Uh, You can claim up to two hexes of your region. You can expand the territory around Evening Star by up to two hexes. But to do that, you need to basically send one of your military units out They cannot be used for anything else this kingdom phase. So if you want to send the survey team up to Castle Bray Winter, you have to have a military unit to do that, and it has to be either your Evening Star Militia or your uh, Star Watch Infantry. Those are two of your military units, right? It has to be one of those two, because they're the only ones who are equipped to do so. Uh, You also have a unit of Archers, and you have a unit of Tresim. I am going to rescind my previous rule and say that Tresim can take territory they can scout out and they can claim hexes um especially they can set you free yeah they will set they 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 are i will revise that i think that they can absolutely do that however the tressim can't be used to survey castle braywinter because they actually need to protect and bodyguard like masons and people there in the tressim aren't really going to be able to do that uh so yeah you can claim up to two hexes i believe that you guys wanted to work your way up to the silver mine um but you may also want to yeah claim other areas around you so uh if you have a a preference just give me a scribble on the map i will describe Hmm.
4: i think going toward the silver mine was definitely a goal Mm -hmm. but uh if we have to send out a military unit to survey can we only claim one hex then
0: well, you have four military units. Oh, you okay. have your Starwatch infantry, which are, well, light infantry. So they're like the soldiers that are under Alyssa's command, the very first soldiers you brought with you. Um, and they're kind of your most experienced troops at this point. They're like, actually, they've been through a couple of battles now. They kind of know what they're doing. They're still quite lightly armored, um, but they are pretty good. They, they know what they're doing, right? You have this, your unit of archers, the Starwatch archers. They're pretty inexperienced, and they're quite a small unit. They're mainly used for defenses. Um, probably going to be better at defending uh, the town and the keep rather than being sent out on missions. Uh, you then have the Evening Star Militia, which is the unit that Clive and uh, Beres... Uh, Baragon and Erez currently lead, um, who basically defend the town as well, but they're a pretty big unit. They could go to the survey team as well. They could go with them as well. Um, And then you finally you have the Tresim, who are, yeah, basically perfect scouts. They're perfect for this kind of job.
4: Didn't we send them out last phase to um, check out the floating tower?
0: uh there was a i think that was like a while ago and that was like just part of the initial kind of like scouting and that's like they oh, okay. gave you some reports and like the orcs had stopped Move like they hadn't they'd stopped building up to the tower and stuff like gotcha
4: that. okay then i say we take just two hexes toward this the mine
3: towards the silver mine
4: what do you guys think
3: i agree it would Just either in be line. <laughs> i do have a question so we do we currently have a hex that
0: lives in water right that uh, little one yes so yeah you well it's kind of like a half hex yeah it's it's you know the map isn't exactly perfect the map kind of shows that it's mostly water but imagine that there's a bit more land there to give you a bit more of a pathway leading to the mine um so that's kind of included in that but yeah it, it's yeah partially water as well okay you don't cause... need to claim the rivers i think like if you were to like complete the circle any like river tiles I would automatically complete. So, mm. because like a river can only, you know, there's, you don't have mm. to worry about too many monsters. There's maybe a couple of dangers, but nothing too severe. You don't need to send troops into river river tiles. Okay. But if you completed like a border, so if you did like, oh, I'm just going to draw on the map and I'm very sorry, audio listeners, like if you were to do something like this and like capture like, like all around here, these two river tiles in the middle, I would just capture for you because like you would have completed the circuit, right? so cool. that's how i would do that that makes sense that makes sense um cool so you just want to go straight to for the the silver mine and what units do you want to send so the trust him is maybe one and then who else
4: the well warden who should we send what was that who 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 can we live without right now who should we send out to
0: you have your infantry you have your your militia, which is the one that Ber- uh, Erez and Baragon currently lead, and then you have your archers. Those are the three currently available.
1: I think. I think we'll. I think we'll uh, send my boys.
0: Okay. Yeah, so you're saying like the Evening Star Militia, basically. So they're going to get a little jolly adventure up up the river to go scout out some cliffs and make sure that there's no horrible monsters lurking in there. Mm -hmm. Nice, okay. All right, so Evening Star Militia and uh, the Tresim are going to go off and claim those two hexes. I will update that for next time. Uh, Perfect. Uh, Uh, Cool. Uh, And then that's just going to cost 200 gold to take control of that. Cool. Next phase is any buildings you guys want to build uh, in the town? Whoops.
2: I think we decided on the garrison.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You definitely want to build the garrison? Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Let me just move you guys over so you can get a look at that. Um, all right. So the garrison takes up two squares of a four-square cube um do you have a particular place you would like it to be like do you want it to be next to the blacksmith do you want to be it to be in the corner of town do you want it to be like right in by the front gates like from the main road is there any sort of preference to that
4: seems like it makes sense to be by the gates to me Mm -hmm. not that i'm a military strategist (laughs)
0: So, like, by the main gate sort of leading off the road, you could put, like, a a garrison. And the garrison is, like, a kind of, like, a defensible building. Um, It does have dungeons, as Mika says. It's also got, like, a training ground for, like, archery range and, like, you know, practicing swordsmanship and stuff like that. And also just a bigger barracks. Like, it's just got, like, it's most of it is just a housing, you know, it's housing for soldiers. Then
2: Mm. maybe by the blacksmith, only so it's not, like, an eyesore in the front of town, Hmm. since it does have so many things going on.
3: Yeah that's just my yeah, idea. Look. I think I think I would vote for because that's take up two, right? It takes up two squares, yeah. Cuz like if the soldiers are going to be there, the closer they are to the center of town, the quicker mm. they can get to any part of town. Mm. So something something that
0: whether it's like the two that next well, to the, in, the in terms team. of that don't don't worry about that too much like they can if or if, if the garrison's in town they can get 20 part of town they need okay. i'm not gonna nickel and i'm not gonna nickel and dime you on like exactly where it's placed but i I'm would say to my like heart getting like nickel and dime though Sorry. i know uh like things I would say that maybe placing the garrison next to the smithy is probably a good idea because like the smithy's going to be making their weapons and armor right so like if they need like armor or blades repaired they just need to pop it you know next go see Donk next door um or the other way I would say is like the other one is like having it yeah sort of in the corner or near a gate or something like that but it really is just aesthetics right like this is this is the animal crossing bit of like <laughs> i want my uh lemonade stand to be next to this because it looks nice um then i i can, I, I agree with mika then blacksmith put it up here okay I agree. cool all right cool uh, and so the blacksmith remind me if somebody has it available to them uh what that price cost was again uh, uh, it's like $4. It's yeah, like, I'm just going to send you 4 PayPal dollars. dollars. Yeah. It's
2: 2800. Uh,
0: it's, it's $2, it is 2800. Thank you, Mika. Uh, I mean it's
2: 1000. It's 1000 gold. 1000. 1
0: 1000. 1 everything one thousand. One thousand gold. <laughs> just a thousand. Cool. Well, that is your building slot for the month. That will they will begin construction on that immediately. Uh, and they will begin adding that to it. Cool. All righty. Uh, then I think with that as our building done we don't need to worry about roads and stuff just yet um, do you have any money you would like to add to your treasury do you have any like money on your persons or magic items that you would like to sell uh, to be mm, added yes. to the treasury however <laughs> this is all the stuff that you've got elsewhere right like yes like your notes or elsewhere
4: I
2: have okay. like detailed notes of all of the things that we've got but they are on my PC at home and I am not home
4: that's
0: fine
4: I think mostly I'm always like Azara you hold this so I don't have anything on me <laughs>
0: Clive? Anything? I don't think Clive has an inventory, does he? Does he even, oh, like, keep no, hold of doesn't things? No, it does really
1: hold things. No, it's, it's like, just weapons.
0: Uh, like, trophies. Fair. Like, I want tooth from monster. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> want eyeball. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I that's mean, some
4: of those things may sell for some good money for, like, alchemists. That's you all never mine. know. Huh?
0: Maybe. You gotta find that. That's Clive. That's not good. That's yeah. going anywhere. Sorry, right, my, got... my bad. My <laughs> bad. Nice. Okay. Right. Well, in that case, Mika and I will sort out what she wants to add uh, in between episodes. Um, Generate income. This is a fun one. So I need somebody, doesn't matter who, uh, to make a wealth check. So your current wealth bonus is just plus five. Just a little little plus five. D20 plus five.
4: I call Nodded on the wealth check. I'll do it.
0: Nice. All right. If it fails, the worst result is that you just don't make money, right? There's nothing, like, you can't, like, be like, we're bankrupt. That would be horrible.
2: Mammoth dice. Ooh. 24
1: total. Ooh, nicely done.
0: It is a success. It ever so slightly overcomes the Kingdom DC because your wealth is still quite low at the moment. Um, That's going to earn an extra 200 gold. The businesses of Evening Star have done well. The farms have been, you know, productive over the spring. That's like a little little bit of cheeky. Oh, I've just closed the bloody thing. Um, So yeah, it's a little bit of cheeky extra income there, which I will. Once my thing reloads, Uh, and then last but not least, I would like. Let's have Anna roll this. Uh, Just have you got a d100 there, Anna? Can you do a d centile dice for me? Sure can. Thank you very much. And we are looking for 75 or lower uh, will trigger a random event. 76 or higher means no event occurs.
4: I rolled five.
0: Five. So we are going to get a random event uh, this month. This might have to be something I prep and then do next week. Um, but can you roll at that D100 again for me, please, Anna?
4: 12.
0: 12. This is oh. why I never asked to roll. Okay. So, uh I will I will detail exactly what this means, but maybe you guys can kind of talk a little bit about this of like how evening star responds. Um but let me just think of the narrative a little bit here. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. So, you receive word, uh, uh a kind of your scouts, like your forces, uh maybe the actual infantry, the Starwatch infantry uh come back um, just before Clive departs on his, you know, epic quest uh into the Fay World. Um, but you get reports that banditry has been getting worse and worse along the high road to the point where it is now beginning to affect Evening Star's businesses. Uh mm. the citizens don't necessarily feel safe uh whilst they are there. The exact nature of these bandits, um, I don't think is necessarily it's very clear right now. Uh, you would either need to go and investigate this uh, and find out more information. Uh, this could be a new task for your new spy master to potentially put her to work on and be like. We want to figure out like who, is somebody leading these bandits? Like wh- where are they coming from? Um, but they are attacking from the Kingswood. They are the the Kingswood is this huge, expansive wood to the south of the high road. Um, and they are definitely these are you know bandits using the woods as a resource to hide themselves and to strike out at people. And you hear as well that Evening Star is being affected, but it's not been the worst hit. There's actually a settlement um west of evening star called collinwood and you've you've heard reports that they've really been suffering like they are really struggling struggling with these bandit attacks right now um their their economy is like really taking a blow uh things are being stolen from their settlement they are actually in the the kingswood on the very tip of it um and these bandits are like actually like raiding the village itself the town itself so Hmm. any initial thoughts I will plan this a bit better, like, more detail for you to find. But, yeah, what's, like, what's the response from your characters uh, to this news?
4: Well, it does seem like a good first job for the spy
2: master. I was going to say the same thing. I don't think it would be a bad idea to have her get more information, and then we can handle it sure. from do you, there.
0: Want to, do you want to call her down and sort of, like, give her, give her the information and tell her what you want her to do?
2: Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, okay. unless well, anyone on... objects...
0: No. yeah well I think like part of this well I was going to say yeah Tarkal might um, but I think as well like you would part of this would also probably be like informing her of her duties and mate and like she would probably you know this is you find out this information before you've had a chance to let her know um, but yeah you can you can summon her down to let her know of her new responsibilities and give her this first task uh, for sure Tarkal unless there's objections no there's no objections Tarko will just
3: allow, <laughs> definitely allow the floor to be had by Agnes and Azara and Clive on this one.
0: Okay, sure. Uh, yeah, uh, Willow Song, dressed in a sort of uh, long green gown um, with a sort of, uh, you know, kind of brocaded uh, mantle, uh, will come down. Um, you're not actually sure which room she's staying in. Uh, <laughs> she's not staying in Tarko's room, and she's not staying in the guest room. Uh, but she's found somewhere <laughs> in she's the key. She's sleeping keep, on the roof. Herself. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but yeah she basically comes down and is just like oh did you you called for me uh, i suppose i should say lord and lady uh, how can i help what do you need
4: we need to understand the source of the banditry that has plagued the roads surrounding evening star and surrounding villages once we know where it's coming from perhaps we can cut it off at the root instead of um you know snipping off all the offshoots
0: that would certainly be the most advisable plan yes you need to strike at whoever is leading these or what is or perhaps what has caused them to drive this to this do you know where they do do we have any more information about these attacks are they emanating from somewhere in particular are they driven by are they targeting anywhere specifically more information i have the better you
4: said the kings or the high road right
0: yeah, the, the bandits have been attacking the High Road and from yeah. the Kingswood. Um, and then there's a place called Collinwood to the west, which is a settlement, uh, which technically belongs to the province of Tirluck, which is like a far-off city to the west.
4: I pass on all this information.
0: Okay, yeah, that's easier. <laughs> uh, yes. Well, this song is just like, oh, yes, very good. Yes, this gives me a lot to work with. If they're striking from the Kingswood, I, I have a feeling that perhaps our your friend Davian Cormarill may be involved um but I will get to the heart of this and I'm sure that there will be I'm sure that there will be something afoot and we can we can put an end to it uh I will I strive to get you the information I can this process can take some time it may be a few weeks before I can learn the true uh power there's a true threat behind all of this um I would advise you have your guards perhaps patrol the, the road and make sure that uh they are on the lookout for these bandits. But I, I will track down the source. Um, and yeah, Good advice. That she, you, you will, you've, she's given her first task. Uh, cool. I will look into that a little bit more. I do want to sort of develop these events a little bit more. I didn't really have a lot of time. Um, but, yeah, I will have something prepared for next week. Uh, cool. Well, that brings us to the very end of, like, all the mechanical stuff. Is there anything... Anything else? Like, you guys want to go over? Is there any like stuff you want to spend money on? Um, is there? Uh, well actually, there's some research stuff as well. Did you want to get that research that you put a, a lot of stuff forward for Zara? I feel like it's again, it's a lot more of a Zara um stuff, but uh, I've got some results on that from Sara Lee and Maradonis. Let's do it. Okay, we'll do Sarah Lee first because she's here in Evening Star. Um, She probably gathers you all up together Um, and presents her findings. Um, She kind of looks very tired and exhausted, looks like she hasn't slept much, big sort of round glasses, hair and sort of these loose kind of like fishtails, um, robes disarray looking very sort of like fish out of water and she's like oh uh, well um my lord and lady and and magister uh I, i've i've uh, you've given me a very long list of things to look into um I, i'm slowly making my way through it um uh, magister azara you first asked me to look into the floating tower and and Typhandrius, a dragon i believe um i've i've been working chronologically through the list you gave me and, and this was the first thing that i've 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 set to work on. Um, The Floating Tower... Cloud giants often have um, floating or flying castles uh, and towers that can drift down from the clouds. Um, they, they have a magical ability to command these structures. Uh, it does seem unusual that one would simply leave itself there unless perhaps the, the cloud giant regent had passed away or its magic had somehow faded. That, that is a possibility. Um, the other is that uh, long, long ago, before the people of Cormier came to these lands, the mountains north of here were home to winged elves Uh, and they built floating towers as sacred temples to their goddess um, and and other elven gods as well, and, and to allow their kind to live freely amongst the winds that they loved. Sadly, when the dragons came here, they destroyed all of the towers to ensure that they had domination of the skies. Uh, and that leads us into Typhandrius. Uh, Typhandrius is an ancient, or was an ancient blue dragon, uh, one of Thalmaglore's greatest warriors, and was personally responsible for destroying many of the winged elves' towers, as well as a family of cloud giants who used to live in the, in the clouds above in this region. Um, Typhandrius actually claimed the cloud giants castle as its lair, but they were eventually slain by knights of, of Cormir uh, above the mountains, and, and it's said that the mountains themselves uh, were Typhondrus' killing blow. He fell upon the peaks that pierced through his chest. Uh, Typhondrus' bones um, were believed to have been found scattered through the mountains for, for centuries, for decades afterwards, but about a hundred or so years ago people stopped finding them. Um, we're not quite sure why. There, there certainly should have been much more of Typhandrus body to be found. Um, some of these bones uh, have fallen into private collections uh, of nobles and of war wizards. Others have been ground down and lost for spell components or, or other medicinal purposes, um, but I'm fairly certain that uh, some of the bones of Typhandrius could still be found within the noble courts of Suzale and Arabelle, um, or at least somebody would know who has some. Um, i'm not sure if that's particularly useful but that, that's sort of all the information i could find about Typhandrius. the resting place of the dragon is something of a mystery it's generally just referred to as in the mountains we don't know exactly where Typhandrius fell um but their body did die there and uh yes the uh, i say the biggest mystery is that several uh just over a century ago their remains just stopped showing up like people couldn't find them anymore um is that useful to you, Magister? I'm so sorry. It was These were quite esoteric natures. I, I couldn't find too much about them.
2: Um, hearing all of that, I think Azara kind of thousand yards stared uh, through the whole conversation. Um, and... I don't... Maybe if I can roll a sleight of hand check. Okay. Because I would like to message... Sarah Lee without anyone else noticing.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean sure, make a slight fan check and then uh okay. if anybody if it beats anybody's if anybody has a higher passive perception, then you would notice Azara like casting a spell basically. Fifteen. Fifteen. And you guys if you guys I will leave it to your discretion uh whether you make a, a note that you you know this. But uh, if you have passive perception of you're muted, Anna, sorry.
4: Yeah, my passive perception is twenty-three. So
0: well, shit you you definitely I notice, notice yeah. like you see like the subtle hand gestures, and like Azara like brings her hand up to like speak, kind of covering it' it's like maybe a cough or like you know, like just covering her mouth for a second, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, you definitely notice that she cast a spell um, and,
2: um and, uh,
0: but what do you say to Sarah Lee?
2: i say to Sara, do not react to this message, do not respond to this message, but I want you to seek out the remaining bones of Typhandrius, and I want us to find a way to acquire them.
0: Yep, she doesn't respond. Um, Perfect. She just carries on, like she's your she's your retainer, like she does what you tell her. So. Yep. Yeah, she does um, that. She sort of starts. starts she kind of is like, oh, um, oh yes, and and then and and uh, that was all I had. I'm so sorry. Um, what what you wanted? I, I've got such a long list of things to research. What what exactly, um, Magister, Lord and Lady, would you like me to look into next? There was some talk of, of some sort of ritual to break bonds, but then also about making Tressim bigger um, and <laughs> all, all, all sorts of other things. Uh, what would you like me to look into next?
2: I feel that the bond breaking might be the most uh, beneficial for us currently, if you can do any research on that. I know that Clive seemed to have some sort of idea to make Tressim bigger. So maybe we have that covered. And Azar kind of like looks yeah. sideways at him.
1: Yeah, looks down and <laughs>
0: just... <laughs> big thumbs up big lion thumbs up um when you say about the looking into the breaking of bonds willow song who's been called down for the meeting now because of the spymaster stuff uh she will say i will i can assist you in figuring that mystery out Tarkle has asked me to help find a way young apprentice uh, i have a great deal of knowledge of magical matters so if you have any questions do come and ask me um And Sarah Lee looks terrified. She looks like she's about to pee herself uh, as well as Song speaks to her. And she's just like, yeah, yeah yes, very, very good. um, Very well. Uh-huh. And she, like, gathers up all of her books and papers. And she's, like, holding this, like, giant pile of, like, scrolls. And she just runs off back to Azara's tower. <laughs> like, <just laughs> um, in terms of the other research, this comes to you, Azara, in the form of a letter. Uh, that is uh, magically delivered. It just sort of appears. Uh, it kind of floats through the air. Maybe flies under your doorway, um, and uh, it has a hand. <laughs> it has a hand-drawn uh, caricature of Meridonus's face breathing fire that then forms your name like it's like a like a very like and it's like hand painted with watercolors on the envelope and it's like this disgusting like black dragonborn looks evil as hell breathing fire that's then forms like this purple uh magister azara in like very beautiful handwriting i love Um, him (laughs) yeah uh but you open up the letter uh and it reads uh I'll do it in his voice because I love doing his voice. Uh, this problem is proving to be a particularly thorny one, Magister. This matter of this connection between Tarkel and this dragon. Uh, I have consulted numerous books and texts as well as a few trusted allies. And to my knowledge, only a potent use of the spell Wish could possibly work. Though it is possible if this dragon is powerful enough to resist the spell, she could keep the bond intact. However, I have not failed. I do believe that their solution is much more likely to be found in a relic, something otherworldly made specific to purpose of breaking bonds or magical enchantments. And given the nature of enchantment, I believe the Wild may be a good avenue of research, which I have begun in my earnest. Give me more time, and I feel I will be able to find a solution to Master Crown Silver's problem, though I suspect it will involve no small undertaking to find and acquire such a relic. Graciously yours, Meridonus the Black, Scaled Scholar, Master of the Seventh Circle, aid to Lady Vannifer Braywinter, ally of Evening Star. Uh, And it just trails off uh, into, like, a very decorative, like, almost like a a dragon's horde of, like, trees. He's, like, drawn, like, illustrations around the borders and things like (gasps) that. Like, it's like, this is a very, like, a lot of effort has been put into this letter.
2: Love him so much. Um, I think Azara would send back a letter. But she would also put a lot of effort into decorating Mm -hmm. it. Like, she would spend way too much time painting and decorating, maybe enchanting some things so some things move mm-hmm. around. Just like sticking really forming glitter, little
0: glittery gems onto it and stuff.
2: Oh, yeah, she's, like, sit, sitting there with crystals in her pinky, like, putting little crystals over every eye that she's dotted, like, really giving it some detail. Um, just yep. essentially saying... Thank You so much for your information. I will be sure to pass this along to my colleagues. Anything else, please do not hesitate to reach out, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And um, mm-hmm. Azar would definitely share all this information with everyone, especially Clive, seeing as he is from the Feywild. Mm-hmm.
0: Sure, yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, Clive, you you tried a history check on this stuff before, there's nothing that comes to mind, but like, yeah, I mean, the Feywild is a, a place of incredible magic and stuff, so yeah, maybe maybe this would. Be something, but yeah, uh, that was just it on the research. I just wanted to give you guys that little bit of information there. Uh, we've got a bit of time left. If there's anything else you guys want to do, I
3: don't think, I think if like this meeting was happening Mm -hmm. like at the start of our next month, and then like obviously all the stuff is going to transpire, um, I think that Tarkle obviously is still a down, sad, simple plan listening boy. But he's like, he recognizes that like when we're leaving this table, like he has a job to do, and he can't like sulk. He has <clears> to go do he has to go do. So I think he would spend time as simple as this is, stalling with some people in town. Like he would just go back to regular duties of like, okay, if we're going to be in town for a while, let me go be the person I'm supposed to be.
0: So. Okay. And, like, this is, like, almost trying to be, like, are you trying to, like, be spy, like, learn, like, listening into conversations? Or is this more, like, a morale thing for, like, no, being this a lord? No, this would be more morale thing. Like, maybe if I make other people feel better, I'll feel better type of deal. Okay. Like nice. Yeah. Of it. Yeah, that works. And I think that, like, you definitely find some, uh, I mean, like, Aaron looks up to you immensely and like he's definitely becoming like a bigger figure amongst the town like he's kind of got like a little bit of celebrity status like everyone loves aaron like they so they, genuinely, they genuinely they genuinely call him like you know like the you know they, they probably got like like a cool nickname for him like you know Harold aaron or like caller aaron or something like that because you know he yeah. raised the alarm and uh you know like he probably joins you and like he's very popular in the inn like in doing the Strolling alley and stuff like that and just drinking as well and yeah, I think that like there is an element there's there's a very, I think being amongst the people of Evening Star probably reminds you more of like what it was like growing up with your dad. Like the, these are very rustic, good folk, right? Like they, their lives aren't anywhere near as complicated as what you've embroiled yourself into with all of these nobles and this dragon that's like become attached to you and stuff like that like these people they talk about like really simple worries like about like work the next day and the harvest and that's a kind of comfort like it kind Mm. of reminds probably i think well no i don't want to say that because i don't want to speak for your character but they speak of things that like would maybe help tackle remind what this is all for and like the people and like the life that's around here and stuff um, but there's also like, the, this is a place. Evening Star is very heavily connected to nature. I think because of Agnes's influence, like being a druid, but also these are farmers, right? Like they, these are these people are farmers and 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 good folk who work the land. So there is a kind of deep connection to nature here. And maybe like leaving that tavern late at night when the stars are overhead and the summer summer air is kind of blowing through, it does kind of unfortunately bring back memories of like those nights with with Willow Song in the woods and things like that. Like there's an element of that in there as well. But then there's also you remember the good cheer of the fire and drink and good company like there's this you know uh, dichotomy of like these events uh going on but yeah it's up to you how that it's up to you how that feels
3: uh i think it feels exactly how it sounds uh yeah more sweet than bitter but definitely still bitter but like not it's more i guess i guess the word would be sobering right it's mm. just like more bringing down to earth of reality of like hey this is these
0: are reconnecting
3: people, yeah their small problems are big problems to them but they're so yeah. small in comparison to what you're dealing with, but that doesn't make them less of it. Actually, Tarkle wants those
0: problems, right? Those are the ones yeah. he. that's what he would wish for. Well- and i think that tackle can fix those problems right and it gives you this immediate thing like people talking about like oh yeah uh, oh this equipment that we bought for the other day from that merchant's trash like you know all the the new tools that we bought is garbage and you're like oh well we can we can see to that like we can help you find a good supplier for that stuff and things like mm-hmm. that like or even having like well evening star will buy that back from you and we'll give you some new good stuff and then we can we can get rid of this or use it for other purposes right like you can help these people with these problems mm. like or like or even just like like, you know, people talking about, like, oh, that old tree's in the way of where I wanted to put that farm. And you can be like, well, we've got, you know, we've got laborers that can help you with that. We can send some people down to help move the tree and stuff. You know, it's, uh, it's good to have that kind of, like, yeah, you have that authority to do something about it, right? It reminds you of what that position here in the town is. So, cool. Sweet. Very nice. Very nice. Anything from anyone else? Yes, please go. Small
2: thing. Um, I think I definitely would like to... Uh... Uh, expand upon this uh, over some episodes later, but I know that Azara hearing everything that Sara Lee was talking about is now having Mm -hmm. this weird crisis of faith between the two sides of her with her newfound Mm -hmm. goddess and those winged elves and like where she finds her new loyalty, but her blood is the blood of Typhandrius. And so she wants to like find these bones. She doesn't know quite what for yet, but she feels like she's entitled to having all of them at this point. Like she just wants to have claim over them. Um, Mm. And, but also she feels like she has to atone for what her ancestors did for her new goddess. So it's like a a bunch of, a bunch of stuff is happening. She's probably trying to contact Airdrie a lot more now. I don't know. Mm. There's just a lot swirling around that I just wanted to like put out there
0: yeah and i think like you only have that sort of like very simple shrine that was kind of found this kind of like half ruined temple it's being restored to a very small shrine right um mm-hmm. and the connection to, to adri is is it's there but it's it's not the strongest like you definitely feel the pull of that draconic blood more right you know because you've got right. more levels in sorcerer and like you know that that's been with you for such a longer time and uh yeah just the thinking of those bones like almost like lightning kind of spirals up and down your skin and like you can kind of feel, you can imagine the kind of power that something like that might hold especially for one who can command the blood but Adri it doesn't necessarily respond in words but you still feel her presence but okay. there's almost like a, an anticipation like she's waiting for you to do something. You get the sense that there's this anticipation um,
2: Interesting I think Azara also will start dropping not so subtle hints that she wants to check out the tower it um, thinks that it's mm-hmm. very important to yeah. eventually make that quest to the tower. Um, but never outright asking for it.
0: <laughs> <Classic>. <laughs> <laughs> Read between the lines. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, Call for Agnes.
4: I think just to piggyback off of that, Agnes did see that message sent to Sarah Lee, which is the first time she's observed Azara doing something Sneaky. like... Like markedly keeping a secret from everyone else. So in Agnes's head, she's like, it's probably just something that she just wanted to tell her little mentee and it's fine, but it like is bookmarked in Agnes's head as like, why would she have had something private to say about dragon bones? So she's kind of like keeping an eye on that. Interesting.
0: Uh I do I hmm. I wonder is that too much? Might be too much. Anyway. What? Never mind. Nothing. Don't worry. Hello? <laughs> <laughs>
3: No, it's fine. Don't worry. Uh, and Players do really Clive, like to hear that from their DM. The uh, <laughs> oh, huh. hmm, too much. never no, oh, mind. Hmm. Is
0: it too much? No, it's it's fine. Um, no, I think. Uh, and then Clive, we know that Clive is going to set off. Like, right? Like, does <laughs> he pack a bag? Does he tell anybody where he's going? Or does is he does he say to the guys like, "Hey, I'm going to go look into the Feywild for this thing."
1: It, so he would just like pack a light. I don't actually know. He wouldn't pack. He can survive. Um, just like walking down from my room, walking to the front door. I don't know if I would encounter anybody.
0: Sure. Let's say that you do like you see the guys having breakfast or something like that. Cause you know, Clive's awake most of the night and probably sleeps in a bit. Right.
1: So Clive will come down for breakfast one day and just, Hey, I'm off. Just walk out.
4: What, where, (laughs) where are you off to? Going home. For good?
3: No, just a little bit. How how long will you be gone? I don't know.
4: You you are the warden the the warden. Hey. I'm like off
1: to fulfill my, my duties to the den. Okay. All right. I'll come back with bigger cats or guns or something.
4: <laughs> Great. Have have fun. Could you you know call us when you get there?
2: I don't know. <laughs> Do I have any extra sending stones that I could like?
0: You No, you've only got, you've got the one right from Meridonus. You have the paired one with yeah. Meridonus, don't you? No. Yeah. You, need the, you need both. You've only got the one. Um, Darn.
2: We should, we should
4: get one of those. Get a family get plan going. Yeah, we should get a yeah, family, family plan sure. For sure. Yeah? Mm-hmm.
0: For sure.
2: Yeah. If, the, by the um, way, if there's, like,
0: magic items you want, by the way, uh, you're in a position where Evening Star doesn't have any now, so you'll be paying a premium, but it's not far for, like, during these months for you to ride to Arabelle and be like, yo, I want to buy a magic item. <laughs> and like, I'll be like, yeah, sure, you can buy a magic item. Uh, you know, that's totally fine if there's specific things like sending stones or, like, a bag of holding or something that you want to get hold of. Like, that's, we could totally organize that.
2: I want to get a sending stone. Yeah, I want to formally okay. request just a round of cell phones for the crew. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, sure. Let me uh, probably not this month, uh, but we can definitely get it for like the future. So we're not going to solve the Clive problem right now, but we can definitely right. do that for the next one. Um, yeah, is uh,
1: so we so we sent off that oh, I forget what the one uh, militia was called that we sent on the thing. Yes,
0: the Evening right. Star militia, which is uh, yeah. Baragon and Erez, are both right. leading. Are
1: there. they still out?
0: Yeah, yeah, they would have. They, they're going to be gone the whole month this is clive's solo mission all right off i go <laughs> off you go um oh cool all right well i will yeah i mean how do you guys like obviously i don't want to do like a whole episode with just nate but like is it is it cool if i like dedicate like a little bit of the next episode and it's just like a little solo adventure with clive like, i would love do. to watch that would a be amazing. Solo
4: adventure <laughs> yeah yeah, okay.
0: front yeah. Row seats. Cool. yeah. I, it won't be the whole thing but like I mean, yeah, Clive. Clive is, I guess, pretty confident, but like the Feywild's kind of dangerous, um, and you know how to get there, but like wandering back in is gonna be a, a whole thing. And then, do you have a plan when you get there? Like, do you know how you're gonna find these things to make cats bigger? Is there like, you? I would you're, go and speak to this person 1st you We're like,
1: asking if Clive has a plan.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it's <laughs> more like does he, okay, does he have a destination?
1: Uh. Clive would I I don't know enough off the top of my head.
0: Yeah, but. I think that Clive maybe like the I think the default thing would be to go and speak to your your formal like the Summer King like that was who you used to like that was who right. lands you used to live in right like you used to serve him as like a warrior so like right. if anybody's I was here really on a mission that.
1: that I totally forgot about and now I'm just gonna show up
0: <laughs> yeah basically he's gonna be like oh, <laughs> oh Clive how's it going and you're like oh, it's great I need to make cats bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. that's that's, that's the how AD it's game. gonna go. Nice. All right. Well, we can do that next time. Uh, and that's gonna be it. That's gonna be this week's end episode of Nights and Evening Star. Another little kingdom management one, a little, little bit of RP, a little bit of kingdom management. Love it. Nice. Uh, yeah. Great stuff. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Thank Mark. you. That was fun. That's great. Uh, should we do shout outs? Let's start with uh, Mika. Uh, hi,
2: I'm Mika Burton. You can find me everywhere at Mika Burton. Um, <clears throat> I
1: have allergies. Um, I tag Nate. Uh, Hi, I'm Nate. I also have allergies. Uh, (laughs) I tag Anna.
4: Hi, I'm Anna. I also have allergies, but I highly recommend the Neomed squeeze bottle sinus rinse. Works wonders. Uh, You can find me at Anna Prosser everywhere, and you can find this cute face at Happy News I tag Shady.
3: Hey, guys, I'm Shady Penguin. You can find me at Shady Penguin. We have a little time, so I got a story to tell you. There was a man and a son, and the man bought his son a horse. And the village said, oh, my gosh, you're such a good dad. And then the wise man said, only time will tell. Then the son fell off the horse and broke his leg. And the town said, oh, my gosh, you're such an awful father for buying your son a horse. And then the wise man said, only time will tell. And then... All the youth in the town got drafted because there was a war that broke out and half of them died. And then the town said, You're such a good dad for breaking your son's leg on a horse that you bought him. And the wise man said, Only time will tell. And the lesson here is don't overthink your decisions because you don't know. It could be good, could be bad. I tag Mark.
0: <laughs> wow. I, 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 I thought that was gonna be like shotgun a shotgun wisdom. I, I was waiting for like the punchline, but no, that was just some straight up shady wisdom coming down. I, I don't take like, credit. That's just something that
3: I learned this week, and I wanted to share with as many people as possible.
0: <laughs> it's, it's it's very great. apt for D and D. It's actually saying I want like uh, it's something that I encourage all of my players like. I think it's very easy, especially in, like, tabletop role-playing games, to overthink every decision and think, I've got to get it right. And it's like, no way. Man, like, the game is way more fun when you mess up, when you do the wrong thing, and you cause more problems because it just creates more... Like, conflict is the heart of narrative, right? Without conflict, there is no story. So having having mistakes and having things go wrong is all good. Uh, great lesson, Shady. Excellent. You. Excellent stuff. I uh, still tag Mike you. Out, <laughs> yeah, you still tag me. Uh, Shady doesn't have any allergies. I do have allergies i'm allergic to not watching nights of evening star Ooh. come and watch every week um also come and watch my other show high Rollers DD. that's like my main thing i do you can find it at high rollers D on youtube twitter all of that good stuff podcasts whatever uh twitch everything you can also find me at Sherlock underscore humes on twitter which is where i spend most of my time talking about nonsense that's it take care bye-bye we love you we'll see you soon